0: Well, good morning. I am excited to be here with you. Um, And Cameron and Carissa, thank you. Um, It's a treat to be able to, it's just a gift to have someone, a couple who can write music together and sing for us. Um, From this day forward, from this day on, what they said, we're in this series called From This Day Forward. And we're asking the question, is it possible for two people to fall in love and to stay in love forever? And what we said last week in week one was, yes, it's possible, but it's not normal. So it's only possible if you're willing to do what everyone else isn't doing. And so specifically, we're talking about four commitments that, if we make them, can help us to, st- to stay in love. Excuse me. And these are this. One, seek God. We talked about that last week. Uh, two, to have fun. Three, to fight fair. And four, to never give up. Steve, uh, he gave me the the disclaimer that we talked about, and I appreciate the disclaimer because we're going to talk about having fun today in marriage. And um, I have a 7-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 2-year-old, so I'm not ready to have the talk with them yet. And I'm really not ready to have the talk with your kids. So, um, fair enough. Um, We should pause also very early here and, and acknowledge something. And that is that in a room this size, there are a lot of different places... That all of you are there are some of you who are single and are really happy to be single And there are some of you that are married and really happy to be married There are also some people in a room this size who are single and desperately want to be married And there are people that are married and are struggling and desperately want to be single And so today is a lighthearted message. It's a fun message But i'm not trying to gloss over the struggles that can occur In this relationship called marriage and so this could be an encouragement to you or it could be a slap in the face. And so I think we all need to agree up front and starting out that if you're not in a place where marriage is fun, if you don't remember the last time that marriage was fun, let's dream together, okay? Let's dream together about what marriage could be and we're going to talk about what it could be and it can be fun, okay? So last week, let's recap. Last week, Steve Allen talked about the first commitment, seek God. And he specifically said this, You know, we we all look for the one, the one, the one that's going to be, you know, the perfect spouse. Make God your one and focus on finding your two, okay? Second, become the person that you'd want to marry. I can't change anyone but me, so the goal is to become the kind of person that you'd want to marry. Third, you can't build a life of purity on a foundation of sin. Now, we are all... Sinful by nature, and so the only foundation that we can build on is Him, okay, on God, and you can't build a life of purity otherwise. Fourth, seek the one with your two. Seek the one with your two, and along those lines, pray together every day. So, for those of you who prayed every day last week, I hope you're noticing the difference that it can make uh, in your relationship or in your outlook. Um, I know that it didn't make you perfect, okay? Last week was not a perfect week for your relationship, I'm sure. But by being more focused on our Creator, asking for more awareness of the Holy Spirit in our daily life, um, it can really affect in a very good way uh, your daily life. And, and hopefully you saw that this week. If you haven't yet, start. Start now. Start praying every, every day. Seek Him together. For those of you who aren't married yet, I ask that you'll continue to earnestly pray for your future spouse. And you can, for you single people, you can take notes, be encouraged. Think about this series as potentially a foundational event for you as you think about uh, what marriage can be like for you uh, someday. All right, so for me, some background information. Um, I've been married almost 12 years. Uh, Sarah and I have three kids, and we are at a really, it's just a really fun phase at the Davis house. It is. Uh, the boys are seven and five, and so they're in baseball and, and Getting better They're still not very good But they're getting a lot better Every time Um, They're really not But our daughter is two, And her vocabulary Is just Exponentially growing Every week um, Really every day And Sarah is She is an amazing mom And she's a great wife
1: Um,
0: So I'm I need to recognize I am really really blessed And it's a fun phase And it's It's really good But What is Really important to me That you know Is I am not An expert on marriage And I'm not an expert on any of the three types of fun we're going to talk about having today, okay? You can just ask Sarah. We are not perfect. But after 12 years, almost 12, we are still in love. And the plan is to stay in love, to stay in love the rest of our life. And so to do that, we're going to make the same four commitments that we're asking the whole church to make. Seek God, fight fair, have fun, and never give up, okay? And today we're going to talk about having fun, but before we start, pray with me. Well, dear God, thank you for today, and thank you for uh, a fun and lighthearted message to deliver this morning. I want my words to be your words. Please uh, be with all of us as we receive your message, regardless of, of where we are um, with our current relationship, with our, with our marriage, wherever it is currently. Um, we love you, Lord. We need more of you today and less of us, so be with us. Amen. Okay, before we get going, Craig Grishel. He gave this message, and he is the one that categorized the three types of fun. They're, they're his words that I'm using, and I, I borrowed extensively from him. If anything I say is really, really good, you can bet it probably came from him. And the things that aren't so good, they're all mine. Um, so let's start this way with some rhetorical questions so you don't have to answer out loud. Single people, let's start with you. As you contemplate life, aren't you really excited? Aren't you really excited to find that person You're going to spend the rest of your life with and set those exciting days behind and just get boring. Can't you? Aren't you so excited to be dull? I mean, and married people, don't you want a little less spice in your life? A little less spice in your relationship? Don't you wish for a little more monotony? I mean, no, we want to have fun, right? I don't think anyone in the history of the world ever said to his friend, I'm telling you, man, she's perfect. I think I'm falling in love with her. She is so dull. She's the one. Yep, here we go. But the question is, can you actually have fun while you're married? I'm not surprised we have to ask the question, right? If 50% of marriages end in divorce, then there's a lot of not fun going on. But can you have fun when you're married? Yes, of course you can. But we should acknowledge, is it difficult? It can be. For Sarah and I, the, the fun bar has been raised a little bit. Right, Because there are fewer firsts now after 12 years. Our first date was very exciting. First time we'd eaten, just the two of us in a restaurant. And it was great and it was fun. We've had thousands of those now. Our first kiss was wonderful. But we've had thousands of those too. So the newness has worn off. And in some ways, it is harder to have fun. But if we want marriages to last a lifetime, we need to have marriages that are fun. So it's worth the effort. I'm just telling you. But we need to lay some biblical groundwork here because does the Bible say that marriages should be fun? Sometimes when you read the New Testament, there's especially some scriptures um, that Paul writes that kind of give the impression of, well, marriage maybe doesn't have to be all that exciting. I mean, he says it's good to remain unmarried. He says, but if you're going to burn with lust, it's better to go ahead and get married, right? It sounds like a last resort sort of thing. That's not it at all, right? He wrote the Corinthians love verse. He, he would have been an expert in the Old Testament scriptures that talk about marriage. He knew, and so I don't think he, he intended it to be a last resort type of thing. Consider Deuteronomy 24.5. It says this, A newly married man must not be drafted into the army or be given any other official responsibilities. He must be free to spend one year at home bringing happiness to the wife he has married. A year worth of honeymoon. Fun. It must have been fun. Otherwise, you're just sentencing to a year of misery, right? It's supposed to be fun. Ecclesiastes 9.9. Live happily with the woman you love. Through all the meaningless days of life. Life is meaningless. The days you have under the sun is meaningless. But the wife God gives you is your reward for your earthly toil. Marriage is a reward. It's got to be fun. Genesis 2. We're going to start in verse 18. Then the Lord God said... It is not good for the man to be alone. I'll make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds from the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs... And closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. And he brought her to the man.
1: At last
0: the man exclaimed. This one is bone from my bone. And flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman. Because she was taken from man. And this explains why a man leaves his father and mother. And is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Into one flesh. Is what most translations say. Now the man and his wife were both naked. But they felt no shame. Interestingly, you know, in four weeks, we're going to continue the series that we have been doing throughout the year. You know, we're taking a few breaks here and there, but a series called The Story. And, and remember that there's an upper story before before sin, the upper story that, that God has for us. And the upper story is that God would live with us. He want, desperately wants to be with us. So when we mess up the upper story in sin, we have the lower story. And that's how each Each day, each week, we make bad decisions, but it's constantly the lower story about God fighting to get back with us, fighting to reconcile with us. So the upper story is before sin and the lower story is after sin. I just wanted to bring to your attention that this upper story, before sin, the scripture we just read is before sin. And before sin came into the world, a naked woman was set before Adam and he said, at last, this is good. So this is where we start laughing because otherwise it gets real awkward real fast. So what would marriage be without fun? What would it be? It'd be a business relationship, a business exchange, if you will. You do the dishes, and I'll pick up the kids. You go to the birthday party, I'll go to the soccer game. You do the baseball game, I'll do the dance recital. Um, without fun, marriage is it's a series of contracts and, and I write contracts for a living, and let me just tell you that marriage is not a contract. Marriage is a covenant, and there is a significant difference. Specifically, marriage is a covenant that includes God, okay? So marriage is not a contract. And in marriage, fun is not a luxury. In marriage, fun is not a luxury. It's a necessity. Remember that Scripture tells us that marriage is the picture of, for how Christ loves the church. It's one of the ways that Christians can attract the rest of the world to Christ. It better be fun or people aren't coming, right? Fun is a necessity. And so today, we're going to talk about three types of fun that every married couple should have, okay? So first, married couples need to experience face-to-face fun. It's the kind of fun that you can have when you're spending time together in an environment where you can talk, and get to know one another. It's the kind of fun that's really easy when you're dating, when you don't yet know each other very well. I mean, falling in love is fun, but as relationships mature, it can require more intentionality. Um, And of course, we have to acknowledge that. But when Sarah and I were dating, there were fun things to do everywhere. I mean, they just came out of the woodwork. Everything we did was fun. If we needed to go to Steak and Shake at 11 p.m. at night, there weren't three kids that needed anything at all. So we would go. Um... At the same time, we were dating, like non-date stuff was fun, walking through campus, just walking through campus, holding hands and talking about finite mathematics. Even that was fun when we were dating. Um, we would go and, and, and park in a cemetery at night, and, and it was fun. <laughs> Sarah's working at Gen Kids today, so I'm pretty much free reign here. While we were dating, it was fun listening to her breathe on the other end of the phone, right? Any face-to-face time was fun. Is it still important? Yes. Is it still possible? Yes. To have that kind of fun after marriage. So let's go to Song of Solomon chapter 7. You all knew we were going there. But in this scripture, Solomon demonstrates how you can use this face-to-face fun, this fun where you're getting to know your spouse. You're getting to know them really well. And, and you can use that to nurture your relationship. And in this case, he does this with compliments. He starts with her feet, and he moves right up to her face, but he takes his time in between. So let's let's do that. Chapter 7, verse 1. How beautiful your sandaled feet, O prince's daughter! Your graceful legs are like jewels, the work of an artist's hands. Your navel is a rounded goblet that never lacks blended wine. Your waist is a mound of wheat circled by lilies. Your breasts are like two fawns, like twin fawns of a gunnel, gazelle. I don't know what a gazelle is, but I know that he's excited that there are two. He points that out twice. I don't know. He's very excited that there are two, so that gets two things out of it. So your neck is like an ivory tower. Your eyes are the pools of Heshbon by the gate of Bath Rabim. This guy. He knows his woman. He has spent time studying her. And, and he's talking about her outward appearance, but you know that they've spent time and he knows her, her emotions, her, her thoughts. He knows who she is. He's spent enough face time with her to know every detail about her. And guys, let me tell you, women are into details. Men typically headlines. Women, Details. This guy does the details well. And that's what a good, by the way, an aside, a good compliment, a good way to encourage someone, get specific, be detailed. He doesn't say, honey, you are beautiful. Which, by the way, is a very nice thing to say. And you can say that several times and probably that's really good. But when you get specific, you're beautiful. You know, your eyes absolutely sparkle. You are so beautiful. Your hair looks great today. So much nicer a compliment. That's what we can learn From Solomon here okay The compliments are very specific He knows his love Ladies guys are really into headlines So give us some grace We're going to try and get to the details But we're really into headlines But what was so interesting about Sarah and I When we were 20 I mean Why could we spend hours and hours talking together Is it that we were really exciting back then And we're really boring now I really don't think so Because in the last 12 years, we've had lots of crazy fun things happen, or at least interesting things that are worth talking about. But when you get married, all the face-to-face time you get gets complicated by the busyness of your schedule. It turns into this business time. You talk more about the who and the what and the where, but it's not fun and it's not intimate and it's not working. Sarah's really good about this. Okay, Every day I come home, And she asks me questions. And it's good face-to-face time. We have a few minutes. And she asks all these questions. She'd ask hundreds of questions if I'd let her. Women are into details, right? But I'm tired. And I want to watch ESPN. So I will deflect this. And it's so easy when you're a guy. Because you can ask one question and get 20 minutes of free time. What was your day like? 20 minutes later, she's done right cuz she's into details i hear everything about her day i've deflected it all right back to her and if i'm not good if i'm not paying attention i've just wasted all this face to face time that we could have life will squeeze the intimacy out of your face to face fun which is why i think it's really important to protect to establish to have a date night okay date nights are really important. Date night doesn't mean you have to go to a fancy restaurant, okay? But turn off the screens. That's the minimum. No TVs, no iPhones, you know, no computers. Turn off the screens, sit someplace, and talk. That would count as a date night, although you should know there are some things that don't count as face-to-face time. Again, sitting in the same room, even if you're looking at each other while each other are Facebooking or tweeting or something, that, that does not count as face time. We've all done it. I know we have. It doesn't count driving the family to and from things. You might think, but we're in the car, and we have an opportunity to talk, and that's great if you use it that way, but you don't, right? You're you're, you're stressed because you're trying to get to this place before it closes, and then you got to go over here and drop this person off, and there's other people in the car, and it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's FaceTime, and third, something else that does not count as face-to-face fun is anything where the kids are with you. Now, I love my kids. I mean, they are so good-looking, and funny. Kids say funny things, and I love spending time with them. But if your kids are with you, it's not marriage face-to-face fun, okay? Your relationship's more important than that. When the kids graduate from high school and move out, you don't want the marriage to crumble because you've based your last however many years on the kids. You need to invest in it. By the way, babysitters, have some good ones. Pay them really well. You want them to cancel their other plans if you call and say, I need a couple hours out, right? You really want that obstacle to be gone. And, and sometimes babysitters are too expensive, so find some friends that will trade date nights with you. That's fine too. Bribe the in-laws with free grandkid time, whatever it takes, okay? It is good for your kids to learn to take direction from other adults. It is good for your kids um, to interact with other adults, It's good for them, and it's good for you. Remember, you're raising adults. You're not raising kids, but that's for another day. So dates, dinner at a restaurant. So a little tip. When you go to dinner at a restaurant with your spouse, you should sit on opposite sides of the table and stare lovingly into one another's eyes, right? Lovingly into one another's eyes because sitting on the same side of the booth is just weird. (laughs) It just is. Any date where you're talking together. Miniature golf, bowling, I don't know. Get creative. But any date where you're together and able to talk would count. Um, Bath time would count. Try this. Get into a bath together, facing each other on opposite sides of the tub. It is really hard to be mad at each other when you're naked. It just is. I'm glad Sarah's in kids today. Be be, be creative with your dates. Guys, one more tip. Um, Make a reservation. You need to put some effort into this date. Make a reservation. That it, it goes so far to, to indicate that you have been thinking about this and you've been setting time aside for this. This was a plan. And in case you're really bad at that, let me tell you a way to cheat. There is an app called Open Table. Get it. You can look right now on Open Table at what restaurants are available for reservations at 12 o'clock today. Um, at 6 o'clock at night, you can check at 5 o'clock. Anyway, open table, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But you might say, but we love to go to movies together. We both really like movies, and so we like to sit next to each other at the movies. And how does that not count as face-to-face fun? It doesn't. You're not talking. But it counts for fun type number two, which is side-to-side fun. Side-to-side fun, okay? Song of Solomon 7, let's pick it up in verse 10. This is her response to her husband. And she says this, I belong to my beloved and his desire Is for me. Come, my beloved, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Let us go to the vineyards and see if the vines have budded, if their blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates are in bloom. She's saying, let's go do something together. Not just staring at each other lovingly across the table, which we got to do that too, but let's go for a hike. Let's go to wine country. She says, let's go to the park. And side to side fun is enjoying. Time with your spouse, doing a common activity. Generally speaking, I'm told that women create, crave more face to face fun and men crave more side to side fun. Men want to say, I get to go do something that I like with my best friend. This is good. This is good. So, ladies, hanging out doing something that he enjoys is very validating for him. And by the way, men, it's very validating for her too. If you could step into her world for a while. So show her how much you love her by entering into her world. Do something that she likes to do. Take walks, run, bike, do CrossFit. I don't know what you're into. Play golf, go serve somewhere together. Watch a movie. Watch HGTV, guys. I I know a whole lot about HGTV and I don't care at all about most of the things that they talk about on HGTV, okay? But I've seen Flea Market Flip and I know who the Property Brothers are and I have watched, love it, or list it more times than I care to admit. I know what chalk paint is and the fact that you can use it on anything, okay? Find a hobby that you both enjoy. Because after watching HGTV, Sarah will ask if I like the way that this or that was used as a decoration, and we'll talk about it. And, and, and if we've had good side-to-side fun, and it's led to some face-to-face fun, and I get to talk about how, you know, she can turn a picture frame that Steve Wallen broke during a message up here, and turn it into a frame that frames lock covers, and how neat that looks, and so if I've had this side-to-side fun, and it leads to good face-to-face fun, ladies and gentlemen, that can lead to the third type of fun that we're going to talk about, and that's belly button-to-belly button fun. (laughs) Yep, we're there. Is it going to be awkward? No. Just because I have family here and I have people I work with here and people I live next to, this is not going to be awkward because it's fun. It's marriage and it's okay. Belly button to belly button fun, okay? Song of Solomon 7, let's pick right back up in verse 12. She says, let's go to the park. Let's do some side-by-side stuff, side-to-side stuff. And if the pomegranates are in bloom, there I will give you my love. The mandrakes sent out their fragrance, and at our door is every delicacy, both new and old, that I have stored up for you, my beloved. New things, old things, we're going to, they're going to do it, okay? She says, let's go have sex in the park. And if you guys try and go have sex in the park, you'll get arrested, so don't do it. <sighs> but sex is important in marriage. In fact, marriage isn't marriage without it. Let's go back and read Genesis 2.24 again. After he says, at last after God places that naked woman in front of him and he says something like, you're right, God, it is good. It is way good. Um, After that, scripture goes on to say, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. To marry, you have to leave, cleave and become one flesh. You have to leave your father and mother. And then it says you leave your father and mother. And then it says you replace that connection that you've had with a new person. This is your wife. So you leave and then you, you cling to your wife. You take a vow. In, normally in front of a lot of people. Family and friends and loved ones. You leave your parents. You get married and you become one flesh. It takes all three. You got to have sex. That, that's in marriage. It's a little late for this, but is it okay to talk about sex in church? I mean, God created it. And if we can't talk about it here, where can we talk about it? So remember that sex, it's not just a physical act. Not for the man and not for the woman. It's, a, it's an expression. It's an amazing expression of becoming one flesh. And marriage is the only relationship. It's the only relationship where we can truly be united with another person. Oneness. And sex is a gift for that relationship. Okay? It's a gift. And it's fun. And that's okay. But we're busy and we're, we're tired and he has gained 30 pounds since we got married. In my case, it's 40 pounds, thank you. But, but I just don't feel like being close to my spouse in that way. I just don't feel like having sex. I believe in this case that feelings follow actions. Okay, so guys, work on your approach a little bit. Vary your approach. Try something different. Okay, just shaking it at her when you step out of the shower is not an approach. It doesn't count. (laughs) Be tender in your approach, okay? Be romantic. Try some candles. Massage oil. Is it obvious what you're after? Yeah. Is she? Oh, that's what you expected? Oh, my. It's okay that it's obvious. It's an approach, Try something different, okay? And ladies, guys, vary your approach. Ladies, make an approach. Any approach, right? And just so you know, anything you've got looks better in satin or silk than flannel or wool, okay? Be creative. Have some fun. One of the greatest ways you can love each other is to come together and renew this, this covenant. Sex is spiritual before it's anything else that perfect picture of two becoming one. It's a blessing from God. He delights in your intimacy with one another, okay? One other kind of difficult subject. Ladies, if your husband is not having his sexual needs met by you, you should know he has no other legitimate option. Everything else is sinful. You are his only legitimate outlet for sexual fulfillment. And men, she is your only legitimate option, Nothing else is appropriate. There is no excuse, no excuse for stepping outside of your marriage into the arms of another person, to a computer screen, or to anything else. One legitimate option. Proverbs five eighteen and 19 says this, Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Be intoxicated with the love of your spouse. Rejoice in him or her. Be captivated by each other. One of the greatest things you can do for your husband or wife is to engage in frequent and creative belly button to belly button fun. All right, remember, you got married because you once had fun with each other. You can have fun again. If the person that you work with seems like more fun, Than your spouse. I mean, you know, he asks me about my emotions and she never has morning breath and seems more fit. Listen, if the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence, then it is time to water your lawn. Invest in and take care of the marriage that God has blessed you with, okay? Feelings follow actions here. We've talked a lot about how much easier fun is when you're dating, but if you want what you once had, you got to do what you once did. So if you want fun, go make it happen. Go make it happen. And I know that there are some who are here today that say, I can't remember the last time marriage was fun. It's been hard for a long time. Not a short time, a long time. And I don't know where you came from this morning, but that's why this series is, is called From This Day Forward. You don't have to go back even an hour, even a minute. Start right now. It's new commitments. It's setting aside all the junk that has accumulated over however long it's been accumulating. And by the way, probably started accumulating before you got married. Okay? You can set it down and start from this day forward and commit to have fun with your spouse. Single people recognize that it is easier when you're dating than when you're married. But start now. Form the habits now. Start practicing the first two types of fun now. The first two now. Form the habit of face-to-face fun. Form a habit of side-to-side fun. The third type is a gift for after you're married. And married people, make the commitment. From this day forward, commit to having fun with your spouse. So your assignment. Last week, the assignment was to pray every day. Single people, pray every day your future spouse. Pray every day for the kind of person that you want to become, and I encourage you to keep doing that. Um, All of us, let's continue to pray every day. If you're married, pray together. Pray together every day. Um, All couples, schedule a date night. Have some face-to-face fun. Do something together. Have some side-to-side fun. Find a hobby. If you don't have one, create one. Sarah and I are going to start taking pictures at courthouses again. I like courthouses and I love to drive. She loves to take pictures. 92 counties in Indiana, go. It'll take years. It'll be fun. Pray. Schedule a date night. Do something together. And married folks, have some belly button to belly button fun this week. Have sex. Yes, I can assign it. (laughs) Does it absolutely kill the spontaneity? Mm, Spontaneity, maybe. But guess what? It's still fun. still fun when it's not spontaneous. Now, um, I told you that Craig Rochelle said some, some good things in his message. I got to quote him on this. But he said, let's put it this way if you have to run downstairs and turn on an episode of Dora of the Explorer, then you know this you got 30 minutes. Run upstairs, lock the door, and go, Diego, go. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. Please have some fun this week. Thank you for laughing to make it not so awkward. To end it. Let's pray God you are so good You are so good and we just love you Thank you for um, the picture of what marriage could be Thank you that we can dream about better relationships uh, And that that you can lead us To finding people A person that we could love Now and, and for the rest of our life And We know that we can't do that without you We can't do it without you Every good thing comes from you and we thank you for the, the fun that we get to have in marriage. And we love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Hey, could you guys help me thank you? Steve Davis? <laughs> like I said, if you're new here, um, we don't talk about that every week. Uh, but it's good to get it for once in a while. Steve, uh, I have a gift for you, actually. Um, hot off the press. This is the CD from this week's message. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'll just give it to Sarah. It's all right. It's fine. Actually, if you want to hear that again, uh, you can go to our website, genesischurch.me, and Carmel uh, has its own podcast now. Uh, so you guys can go there, and there's a link to that on that site. Hey, we usually close the service with some uh, music, and we try to tie it back to the message. And so when uh, the band asked what we were going to talk about at the end of the message, and Steve said sex, we didn't know any good sex worship songs. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to dismiss you guys. You have homework anyway, uh, so there's some stuff you got to do. But I just wanted to let you know next week, Uh, We're going to talk about that third commitment. We're going to talk about what it means to fight fair. You know, is fighting always bad in a marriage, or is there a way to do it, you know, with integrity and a way to do it and hold your spouse in high esteem? And so that's what we're going to talk about next week. I'm excited for it. Hey, if you're somebody that um, sometimes goes to Noblesville and sometimes comes to Carmel, I just want to tell you, you'll want to be here next week. Because if you go to Noblesville next week, you're going to hear the same message again. So we've got a a little thing there where we're switching uh, the two speakers back and forth. So uh, we'd love to see you back here next week. Uh, Until then, have a great week. Don't forget your homework. And we'll see you next Sunday. Thanks, everybody.